Hey, 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 welcome, welcome, welcome to episode two of Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan, the revived edition. I am your host, Brian Brennan, in the place to be. Happy Friday. I'm recording this at basically exactly 11 a.m. on Friday morning. It's a beautiful morning outside here in the DMV area, and I hope it is where you are too. Um, we've got a lot to talk about today. We've got the World Series. We'll get to that in a minute. We've got um, the NFL. We've got to preview this weekend's game. We have to talk about last night's game <laughs> between the Giants and the Eagles. I mean, not the prettiest football game, but the Eagles do win. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh, we've got a great interview for you today with um, Michael Edgley and Tim Clark. You remember Mike? He was a uh, recurring guest on the original Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan, and now he's back. And Tim is just an awesome dude. He's hilarious. Uh, you might, If you've listened to Sports on the Hill, you know Tim from the NBA Roundtable. Big Ravens, big... He loves the Caps. He loves the Orioles. Uh, he loves the Wizards as well. So Tim was great to have on the podcast, and uh, I think you're going to really enjoy this interview. Um, first off, before I, I get into um, the Thursday Night Football talk, I just want to say thank you for all the feedback that I've received on Episode 1 uh, and for all the well wishes. Everybody that's you know said, thanks, you know, happy you're back and things like that, I really appreciate it. Uh, I, I'm really happy to be back. I'm, I, there's only bigger things ahead for this podcast. Um, we just had our first guest, Mike and Tim, like I said. We're hoping to have more guests in the future. So, um, yeah, it's definitely bigger things are on the horizon. I'm glad that you've been listening to these first two episodes, and um, there is more to come. So uh, thank you again. And without any further ado, let's begin, our, uh, let's begin some sports talk with a little Thursday night football talk. The Eagles and the Giants last night in Philadelphia. <music> So last night we had uh, Giants-Eagles on Thursday Night Football. I wonder, the, the ratings for this might have been kind of low, honestly, considering that the last presidential debate was happening at virtually the exact same time. I'm going to be honest, even though I'm a Giants fan, I did have the Giants game on my iPad for most of it and the debate on my main TV for um, for the majority of the time. Um, I was able to get the end of the game on my main TV, but... Um, I did. I was able to watch it on my iPad while the debate was going on, and uh, I just wonder if the debate affected the ratings. I know the NFL. You know the NFL doesn't care about anything. They'll go up against you know the biggest events in the world, but um, they decided to go up against you know this huge presidential debate, the last one less than two weeks to go for the election, and um, I wonder if that will affect the ratings. I haven't seen the ratings numbers yet, but um, it'll be interesting to see. But anyway, onto the game. Um, onto the game itself. Um, you know. The NFC East sucks. I, I don't really know how to just, like, the NFC East is just a joke. We've got all all four teams are just, like, it doesn't seem like anybody really wants to win this division. It doesn't seem like anybody really wants to win a football game, honestly. I mean, we saw it last weekend with the Giants and the Washington game. It doesn't seem like anybody really wanted to win that game. And then, um, then we saw it again last night. I mean, the Giants are a bad football team. Um, and, you know... Even, like, the best moments of the game for them are kind of tainted in this one. You had that run by Daniel Jones, the 80-yard run, rumble down the field, and um, to fall, I mean, the Giants did score on that drive, so I'm not really too mad about it that he, he tripped. In, like, if they had just gotten a field goal, I might have been a little annoyed, but they actually got a touchdown on that drive. So, I mean, 
you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, like, even during the best moments of the game for the Giants, they still find a way to mess it up and fail. And um, so the Giants did have a lead in this game. They led 21-10 to um, with about four minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Um, Sterling Shepard came back. He caught a, you know, the Giants receivers actually looked pretty good in this game. Golden Tate caught a, a touchdown early in the game. And then uh, Sterling Shepard um, caught one late to give the Giants a 21-10 lead. And um, I want to give a shout-out to my friend Charlie because uh, he is a Jets fan. And I don't know what he was doing when he, uh, I don't know if this is a positive shout-out or a negative shout-out for Charlie, but he is a Jets fan. And he started texting me when the Giants went up 21-10 to last night. The Giants should try and win the NFC East. They shouldn't try and tank for you know Trevor Lawrence or whatever draft pick or whatever player they're going for. They should try and win the NFC East. It's in the best interest of the Giants to win the NFC East. Now, I don't know if Charlie was trying to do a reverse jinx to get the Eagles to win. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't put it past Charlie knowing him. But um, he, that was a weird text to get from a Jets fan when the Giants were up 21-10. to 10. And personally, I don't think it's the Giants' best interest to win the NFC East. I mean, do you want to really win this division when, you know, with maybe, what, seven wins, eight wins, and then go into the wild card round and just get your ass beat by a much better team? I don't know if I want that. I would rather, honestly, get another high draft pick and build around it. I don't know if Gettleman's going to make a smart pick with that draft pick, but um, I would rather have a higher draft pick than go into the wild card round and just get absolutely stomped. And now I know both under 500 teams that have made the postseason before, I believe it was the 2013 Carolina Panthers and the 2011 Seahawks, they beat the Saints, the Seahawks beat the Saints at their home field game, and the Panthers beat the Cardinals at their wild card game. But I don't think any NFC East team is going to win a playoff game this year. I just think that all four teams are so bad. Um, you saw, I don't know if you've seen, if you've seen friends with me on Facebook, you probably saw this meme I shared. Um, Kyler Murray is now 43-0 against high school teams in Texas. The Cowboys do look like a high school team. Like, they looked pathetic the other night against the Cardinals. Like, that game wasn't even I said that game would be close. I it wasn't even close. The Cardinals blew them out. And the, the, that's supposed to be the best team in our division? That is the best team in our division? And Philadelphia didn't exactly cover themselves in glory last night either, by the way, folks. They had to come back from, like I said, a 21-10 deficit against a bad Giants team. So, like, there's no standout team in this division. You're going to tell me Washington? No. Washington has so many issues right now, possibly even more than the Giants. There's no good team in this division. It's frustrating to watch. This is the only division that's got a, every team's won a Super Bowl title. And it's a joke. It's, it's embarrassing to watch as a fan of a team in this division. It's hard to believe. You know, it, they're... They're all basically the same team. And sadly, one of them is going to have to win this division and go represent them in the playoffs in a wild card game where they're probably going to get blown out. My money is on it probably either being the Cowboys or the Eagles just because I think personally Cowboys have too many weapons. They've got a lot of offensive weapons. Their defense is trash, man. Their defense is garbage. But the Cowboys have a lot of really good offensive weapons that I think will help them down the road. And, um, you know, Philadelphia... I, I kind of like Carson Wentz. Like, I know he gets a lot of crap, but I really feel like Carson Wentz, 
you know, can get it done. And considering the other options in the NFC East, he's by default now that Dak's gone, the best quarterback in the division. So I'll give Philadelphia a chance for that. But they, you know, they don't look exactly great either, honestly. They had to come back to beat the Giants. So, yeah, nobody in this division is good right now. Um, and like I said, going back to what Charlie said, you know, the Giants should tank. They're not as bad as the Jets, and, you know, they might not be as bad as the Jaguars or maybe even the football team, but this Giants team is a bottom-five team in the league for sure, and they need to tank for it. They need to tank for a, a playoffs, like a potential uh, top prospect. Maybe not blow it. I really don't think they have made the smartest draft choice this year when they drafted Andrew Thomas with the fourth overall pick in the draft. Um in fact, I'm still upset, honestly, that they won against Washington last year to give Washington the number two pick in the draft, and the Giants fell to number went up to number four. I would have rather had Chase Young than Andrew Thomas in a million every day of the week, honestly. Chase Young looks like an absolute stud in this league, but um, one of the positives of Washington football team. Um, but, you know, that's what the Giants need to do. The Giants basically, you know, this season is over. The, the, the Giants are not a good football team. They need to start preparing for next season. You know, I like Joe Judge. I like Joe Judge as a coach. I think that was a smart hire. Um, you know, anytime, you know, Patriots assistants are kind of hit or miss. Uh, we've seen a few of them. Josh McDaniels, his first stint, we'll know, we'll, you know, who knows if he's ever going to get another chance. Josh McDaniels, um, in his first stint with Denver, he um, didn't do so hot. We've seen a couple other guys like, Char you know, Romeo Cornell and, you know, people like that who are Patriots assistants, but um, Joe Judge, you know, for a special teams assistant or special teams coach, which is basically what he was with the Patriots, um, I, I like Joe Judge. You know, Michael Kay on the Michael Kay show always says he's Canton bound, like he's going to be a Hall of Famer someday. Uh, I think it's a little too soon for that, but, um, you know, compared to where they were last year with Pat Shermer and um, before that with Ben McAdoo, I'll gladly take Joe Judge, honestly, and let's give him some time. Like, you know, it's only his first year coaching. It's not like he's Adam Gaze out here who, you know, is clearly somebody who definitely deserves to be fired, but that's a whole other story. But, um, yeah, let, let's give Joe Judge a little more time and um, be a little patient. This Giants team's going nowhere. Um, they're, they're definitely, yeah, they, they should not be trying to win the division. If you're, if you're asking me, they should definitely not be trying to win their division. And, um, yeah, uh, ugly football game last night. Uh, we'll preview a little bit of the upcoming week. I'll just very rapidly give you who I think is going to win each game this week going forward. Uh, we'll do all that, but, uh, that's my thoughts on Thursday night football between the Giants and the Eagles. Very rapidly here, uh, before we get into World Series talk, I just want to give you my picks for the weekend. Uh, I'm going to go in order, starting with the 1 o'clock games, going all the way up to Sunday Night Football. Uh, we'll start with the Lions-Falcons game. Uh, tough game to call, but I think the Falcons are inspired by their new coach, so I'm going to go with them to beat the Lions. Uh, Browns-Bengals, uh, battle for Ohio. Uh, I think the Browns will get back on track. Um, like Michael say in the upcoming interview, so stay tuned for that. Uh, the Browns tend to beat up on uh, bad teams, and the Bengals are a bad team. So Browns win that one. Undefeated battle between the Steelers and the Titans. Tennessee's a one-point favorite. The game's in Nashville. I'm just liking the Titans right now, folks. I'm going with Tennessee in that one. 
Uh, on to the Panthers versus Saints. Uh, battle. This is an interesting game. I'm going to go with the Saints in this one. Um, they're seven-point favorites at home in New Orleans. So I am going to go with the New Orleans Saints. Shout out to Mike. Uh, the Saints will go to four and two with that win. Uh, Bills Jets. Uh, another ugly game. Uh, Bills should steamroll the Jets. Buffalo is a twelve and a half point favorite. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Bills in this one. Uh, Cowboys versus the Washington Football Team. Uh, Dallas is only a one point favorite. Interesting. Uh, I'd expect it to be more, honestly, because Washington is not that good. But um, I will go with the Cowboys to win that game. I don't like either team, but I will say the Cowboys win that one uh, just because they're the better team, honestly. Uh, Packers-Texans, got to go with the Pack to get the rebound again after their tough loss to Tampa Bay uh, over the past weekend. Um, so I'm going to go with Green Bay to move to 5-1. and one. Texans fall to 1-6. and six. Uh, rematch of a Super Bowl from 2003, Buccaneers versus Raiders, uh, the swashbuckling bowl. Um, I'm going to go with the Bucks in this one, although I, it is a good game. This is a game I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I, hope, I hope Red Zone shows a lot of this game at 4 o'clock because uh, I want to see the swashbuckling bowl between the Buccaneers and the Raiders. But um, since the Bucks have Tom Brady and a bunch of offensive weapons, I'm going to go with the Bucks in this one. Uh, to win their four-and-a-half-point favorites. I'll go with Tampa Bay. Uh, on to 425, Chiefs versus Broncos game. Kansas City all day. Um, I know Denver just got a win against New England, but I am going to go with the Chiefs just because they're a better offensive team. Patrick Mahomes is so good. Uh, yeah, Chiefs win this one for sure. Um, another good 425 game. Uh, two teams that probably haven't had their seasons go the way they want to so far. 49ers versus Patriots. Um, New England's a two-point favorite. I like the Niners in this one. I think the Niners got back on track last week, so I think I'm going to go. It's going to be tough going West Coast to East Coast, but I am going to go with the Niners in this one to get the win. I think they're just overall a better team, even though they are dealing with some rough injuries. Um, Jaguars, Chargers, worst game of the week by far. 1-5 Jacksonville versus 1-4 San Diego, Los Angeles. Oh, they almost got me there. Los Angeles Chargers. Um, LA is still a seven and a half point favorite. So since it's in the Chargers building, I know there's no home field advantage really this year, but uh, I am gonna go with the Chargers in that one. And then finally, the ne the newly moved um, Seahawks Cardinals game. I almost forgot the Raiders game might not even happen because of all the positive COVID tests they've had on their offensive line. Something uh, Tim, if you stay tuned, talks about in our interview with Mike and Tim. Um, so. That game, that's why it got flexed out of Sunday Night Football, and Seahawks Cardinals got moved in. Um, I'm going with Seattle in this one. Uh, I think uh, Russell Wilson's been the MVP so far in football, um, but I, I, you know, Kyler Murray's exciting and fun to watch. But I think Seattle's just going to get it done. I think, you know, they're undefeated for a reason and probably the best team in that division. So I'm going to go with the Seahawks in that one. And those are my picks. For, I'll, I'll post them somewhere online if you missed if you couldn't you know keep up but uh, I will those are my picks for this week's NFL games uh, who I think is going to win stay tuned we'll recap all of it on Monday but for now let's get into some World Series talk Let's talk about the first two games of the World Series so far. Uh, the Dodgers won the first game eight to three. The Rays bounced back, won the second game six to four. 
so far, I have been a fan of this World Series. Uh, I've enjoyed watching it so far, even from a neutral perspective. Um, I, I mean, I guess I'm not too neutral. I, I do want Tampa Bay to lose, but, um, you know, just from a, a, a guy whose team is not in the World Series... I am enjoying what I've seen so far. Uh, I've enjoyed crisp play on both sides. Both teams look fairly evenly matched, if you ask me. And I'm um, looking forward to Game 3, which is tonight. So um, let's get into Game 1, um, which was uh, the Dodgers winning 8-3. to um, The scoring all started. It was, it was scoreless. I mean, they were... Um, it was it was a duel between Glass now and Kershaw for the first four innings of this game, and then um, Cody Bellinger once again, uh, last year's MVP, uh, hits a big two-run home run to get the scoring started for the Dodgers. I know Kevin Kiermaier homered in his next at bat. I hate Kevin. Like Kevin Kiermaier pisses me off so much as a Yankee fan, but um, he's a hell of a defensive player and he's okay with the bat. And he hit a home run to make it uh, two to one, but uh, then ultimately the Dodgers just piled on. Um, you know, big hit after the fifth inning is really where it all broke open for the Dodgers. They scored four runs, and they never really looked back. Honestly, uh, they t- jumped out to an eight to one lead. Mookie hit another home run. Uh, Mookie stole a base, which uh, enables America to win free tacos. Uh, I I love you know personally I'm not. You know, Taco Bell is is all right, I guess. I mean, it's good, like you know, you know, not it's good, um, not sober food, if you ask me. But um, it, it, you know, if you anytime you get free tacos, it, you know, it's an opportunity you got to take. It actually took me back to uh, a story from um, last year in the NBA Finals. Uh, Taco Bell did the a same uh, similar promotion. To what they do with the World Series, where if the road team wins a road game, you know, steal a road game, everybody gets a free taco. And so last year, um, in the NBA Finals, I believe the Warriors won a road game against the Raptors, and everybody got a free taco. And um, this is while I was house sitting for my friend Robbie, and he, uh, <laughs> I had access to his car, so and he lives relatively close to a Taco Bell, so I was like, all right, well, this might be the opportunity for me to go get my free taco for the first time in a long time. And so uh, I drive to Taco Bell, and um, you know, I, I get to the drive, and I'm like, hi, I, I would just like my free taco, and, uh, and that's pretty much it. And they're like, did you order on the app? And I'm like, no. And they're like, you got to order on the app, or you're not getting your free taco. Bye. And they just, like, shut off. And so I spent the next 20 minutes sitting in the Taco Bell parking lot trying to download the Taco Bell app onto my phone and ordering like six times because it was so glitchy. It, I don't know why, it just wouldn't work. I guess everybody was trying to get their free taco. And finally, after about 20, 30 minutes, I was able to get back in the Taco Bell line, get my free taco, and um, yeah, the rest is history. But um, that's that just a dumb little tangent I had about Taco Bell and uh, free tacos. So anyway, thank you Mookie Betts for the free taco. Um, we, we really appreciate it. I mean, you're just the gift that keeps on giving. You're torturing Red Sox fans, and you're giving us free tacos. I mean, what more could you ask for? I, I Mookie Betts is people are starting to make the case that he's the best player in Major League Baseball right now. Um, I, I mean, I don't know if it's him or Mike. I, I said top five, but I don't know. He, he's closing in on Mike Trout, it's looking like. 
Uh, just the way he does it with the glove, with his bat. Mookie Betts is an incredible player. Uh, we're lucky to have him in baseball. Uh, it's a lot of fun watching Mookie Betts play every day. And it's the same with Mike Trout, too. I mean, Mike, Mike Trout's an incredible player. They both got paid handsomely. They both got huge contracts. Um, it's a, definitely a case that can be made that Mookie is uh, the best player in um, – best player right now i mean his team's in the world series mike strout hasn't had any postseason success he's only been in once and his team got swept so i, I don't know maybe mookie is if he wins this world series it would be hard to deny him i feel uh he was the missing piece that the dodgers needed to get over the hump and win the world series um but yeah just to wrap up game uh, another thought on game one clayton kershaw was excellent um, that's what we need to see from you know him. I know I call him Clayton Manning sometimes because he does have a tendency to blow games but um, and not be good in the postseason. I mean, we saw it in the NLCS against Atlanta. He was terrible in that series. He was terrible in game four, or, or the Braves took a 3-1 lead. Now, luckily, it didn't really matter because the Dodgers ended up coming back. But Clayton Kershaw needed a big game in this World Series. He stepped up big time and delivered what the Dodgers needed in that game. Um, yeah, huge win for them in game one. Um, I think that, that gave them a lot of momentum. I know Tampa Bay won game two. Uh, let's get into game two. Uh, the Tampa Bay never trailed in this game. Uh, Brandon Lau hit a home run. Uh, shout out to the University of Maryland product, Brandon Lau, for hitting a home run. He hit two home runs in this game, actually. Uh, the Dodgers did mount a little bit of a comeback towards the end, but it wasn't enough. Uh, Rays did hold on to win uh, six to four, and uh, what was a bullpen game? Now, um, I mean, I, I personally, I, no, it wasn't really a bullpen game because that wasn't a bullpen game for the. It was a bullpen game for the Dodgers. Excuse me. Um, Gonsolin started for the Dodgers. He only pitched an inning and a third. Um, I'm okay with that, honestly. I mean, that's just the way baseball is right now. Um, you know, teams are bullpenning, and um, you know it's it saves you on starters. It saves your starters. Um, it wastes your bullpen, but you know sometimes you just got to do what's right. And um, yeah, so I have no problem with teams bullpenning games. Blake Snell actually had a no hitter through four innings, and then he just totally lost it, um, and they ended up taking him out. But the Rays bullpen did a good job, led by uh, Anderson and Fairbanks. Those guys did great for the Rays. Um, and like I said, Lau hit the two-run home run. Um, so that was really all the, the all that the Rays really needed in this game. And now it's an even series going into game three tonight at Arlington. Um, first pitch is at 8.08. It's Walker Bueller, who I've hyped up already on this podcast. I said Walker Bueller is now the Dodgers' ace, and um, he's, he's proven it this postseason. Versus Charlie Morton, another guy who I've hyped up on this podcast, saying he's one of the most underrated clutch pitchers of all time. So this is a great pitching matchup. If you like baseball, watch this game tonight. This is going to be awesome. I'm really excited for this World Series match. This this matchup between Bueller and Morton. I have a feeling this could be like either a great pitching matchup or just some some special type game in the World Series that we're going to get. So. Uh, this is, you know, the matchup to watch for, I would say. I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I, I, I want to see Bueller shine on the big stage. I don't think he's really gotten his chance to shine in the World Series. So I want to see Walker Bueller um, just have a big moment in this World Series. And um, I think that's what's going to happen. Um, I, I Charlie Morton's a great pitcher, but don't get me wrong. But Walker Bueller, I think, is going to have his moment. He's going to have his October moment. And um, I'm going to go with the Dodgers to win this game. Um, 
I, I think that, um, you know, I think this series is still going to go six. So we'll, ha- we'll be talking, we'll be previewing, when I do an episode on Monday, we'll be previewing game six of the World Series, I believe. Um, but it all depends on who's leading. I, I said Dodgers in six, but I think tonight's going to be the night the Dodgers jump out to a 2-1 lead in the series. And um, it should be good. I mean, um, shout out again to Mookie for the free tacos. Um, you know, those I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully the Taco Bell that I go to is a little nicer than the one that was near my friend Robbie's house. But, um, yeah, um, you know, Mookie's incredible, and uh, I think he's going to have another big game tonight. Um, Seager's been absolutely killing it for the Dodgers, too, since, since the postseason. And now Bellinger seems to be on fire. And Will Smith, honestly, you know, he's easy to make fun of because he's got the same name as the Fresh Prince. But Will Smith has been a huge offensive catalyst for this Dodgers team. And um, he has a lot of big moments, a lot of big underrated moments for the Dodgers this postseason. So um, I think that the Dodgers are going to win tonight. Uh, I'm rooting for them, obviously, as a Yankee fan, because I just can't stand Tampa Bay. But um, I think the Dodgers get it done tonight, and I think the Dodgers still will get it done in the series. Um, so I guess with that, we'll um, we'll move into Mike and Tim, uh, the um, the interview I've been hyping up all show, um, but between Michael Edgley and Tim Clark. Um, I, I I will say I want to before we get into the interview, I have to issue an apology. Um, to my friend or to our friend Bennett, because um, I, I I was pretty in in this interview we talk about our fantasy football league which Bennett is a member of and uh, I was just really hyped up that I beat him and Mike is really hyped up that he was going to beat him too and in that hype I accidentally slipped and called Bennett a loser and I apologize Bennett you're not a loser and I shouldn't have said that and I apologize right after I say it too in the interview but I I just wanted to make that clear I feel really bad about it Bennett if you're listening. I'm really sorry. That was really mean of me, and uh, I didn't mean to do that. But um, I, this is a great interview. Um, I, is, I'm really excited to have guests back on the podcast. So uh, yeah, let's let's get into it. This is uh, Mike Michael Edgley and Tim Clark on Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan. We are uh, live in my bedroom recording a special podcast tonight with two uh, good friends, two uh, hopefully recurring guests of this Revived Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan. Uh, first off, uh, you remember him from the first edition, uh, big Saints fan, big Wizards fan, big Mike Edgley in the place to be. Mike, how are you doing tonight, sir? Hey, man, I'm doing well, and thank you again for having me on this podcast. I'm glad you're back, and it's glad to be back on here. Yeah, man, I'm happy to be back, too. I'm glad you're back on as well, and we have a new guest to introduce as well. Hopefully a recurring guest in the future. Uh, you may, if you're a listener to Sports on the Hill podcast, you've probably heard him on the uh, NBA Roundtable, and that would be Tim Clark. Tim, how are you doing tonight, my friend? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on. Yeah, I'm happy to have you on. So on that note, um, since you're new to this podcast, sure. um, and most of our audience probably has never heard you before, I want to give you a chance to introduce yourself. Um, you know, you are you're from this around this area of Maryland, the DMV. So yeah, like, just, just talk about some of your teams, your favorite sports memories. Um, yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah, I would just say growing up in the Maryland, uh, Baltimore, D.C. area, I like most of the local teams, so especially uh, Ravens and uh, Orioles, but also Capitals and Wizards. Yeah. And growing up, I was a big college basketball fan, and I liked uh, Maryland and then Richmond, yeah. where I went. So I do like a uh, Shout out to the Spiders. Yeah, I'm really interested in local college basketball, so 
biggest memories are probably just Ravens Super Bowl and playoff games that I went to live. Yeah. And then like Capitals playoff games, and uh, I saw an Elite Eight game. Sorry, Brian, but Maryland beat uh, UConn. Oh yeah, when I, was in high school. I remember that. They hand that was. And I was yeah. in Syracuse for that. That was yeah. tough for sure. I remember that, but yeah, um, yeah, Maryland. You obviously have a big fandom for them too, from you know, yeah. teams from Baltimore and obviously from DC. Um, you had a lot of great memories. So it's good to have you on, man. Yeah, it's, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah so um, we'll get into some NFL talk. Um, we'll start with Mike and the Saints because um, uh, Mike Tim, as you said, is a big Ravens fan. Mike, as you guys might remember, big Saints fan. Um, so far, the Saints this year, Mike, uh, three and two, mm-hmm. got a win against the Chargers on Monday Night Football in their last game. Um, this is, Michael Thomas hasn't played much this season. I believe he only played the first game, and he hasn't played since then. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's still questions as to whether he's going to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, some questions about Drew Brees as well. Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts so far as a Saints fan, three and two, five games into the season? You know, uh, obviously, three and two, five games into the season, it's not a bad record at all. But it's also not really a record I wanted. Like, in all honesty, I wanted to be 5-0 and or 4-1 and at the lowest. And I thought we had the potential to do that. But uh, uh, give credit to the Raiders. The Raiders kind of look legit this season. They've had some good wins, including against us. And they beat Kansas City. So, like, the Raiders look like they could maybe do something this year. Look, look like they made the playoffs. I don't know. Maybe John Gruden does know what he's doing. Mm. But I still have my doubts. Yeah. Um, but... With the Saints, like, I'm really happy we got the win against the Chargers. That was a really crucial win. Tough game. Very tough game. Honestly, we were very lucky to win that game. Thank God that the Chargers kicker sucks, (laughs) and he missed an extra point and the game-winning field goal. Marshawn Lattimore with a huge tackle to save the game, which was great. Uh, After he gave up that uh, catch to Mike Williams, Mm. Um, which set up the game-winning field goal, like like I said just earlier, that thankfully they missed. But not how I wanted to win, but very happy that we won. And I was very happy going into the bye week 3-2. We play the Panthers this week. I am expecting to, to win. We are the better team. But the Panthers do look decent this year. They're 3-2 and two as well. Mm. Teddy Bridgewater's looked like he's coming into his own with Carolina. He's looking pretty good. It looks like that... Uh, he might have found a long-term home. At least I'm hoping that he has, because mm-hmm. that will be great. And next season, when McCaffrey, when McCaffrey is like fully healthy, I know he's coming back soon. Next season, when he's fully healthy, the Panthers can maybe do some damage. But this year, even without McCaffrey, they're an okay team. But I still think the Saints got them. Like I think the Saints are going to give Teddy a hard time. They're they're obviously used to him after last season. I can see the him him game. I can see Teddy throwing like three touchdowns, but also getting picked off like twice. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of them will be a pick six. Um, I think the Saints' offense is going to dominate. I think uh, it's going to be a big day for Kamara. And if Thomas does play, he t- he tweaked his ankle again, which really sucks. Yeah. But if he does play, um, he could he could ball out. If he doesn't, then Sanders will ball out. And um. I think Drew, Drew Brees, he always does well against Carolina. And I, and against the Chargers, he looked awful yeah. in the first half, but he bounced back to se- the second half. But you also have to take into fact into consideration he only threw seven times yeah. in the second wow. half, which is not a lot. Didn't he was six, that, six for seven, and he got over 100 yards, which that is really good, but well, he only threw seven times, and there's a reason for that. Right. So I think um, the Saints really need to focus on Mostly run and just limited throws for Drew Brees. If you just give 
Drew Brees, like, limited throws, like, on like 20 or under a game. He can be pretty accurate. He can make the deep throw every once in a while, like you saw with Jared Cook. Mm-hmm. That was his longest pass in, like, five years. Yeah. 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 So, like, you... Like, when people make fun of Drew Brees of that he can't throw the long ball anymore, it's, there's some truth to it, to yeah. be honest. But I was going to say, does it, have you seen any concern? Like, does anything this year with Drew Brees concern you at all? I know you're, like, his biggest fan. So, like, how so, are you concerned at all? Like, it's kind of funny. Like, there's times where I'm really concerned and I think he looks awful. But as soon as I think that, it's like he can read my mind and he just starts to play really well. Yeah. Like, against the Chargers game, I literally, I literally told you, like, might as well start Winston because Drew Brees is awful right yeah. now. Like, he looks terrible. He must have hacked into my Facebook and saw that <laughs> I messaged you that because he was a, a whole different quarterback in the second half. Again, only seven throws, but very accurate, very good throws. Yeah. Not just a slot pass each time. Yeah. But, so, I think this is Drew Brees' last season. When Super Bowl or no Super Bowl, I think this is his last season. I think Jameis Winston's going to take over next season, and we'll see how that goes. Right. It could be good. It could be awful. We'll see. He yeah. has the offense to be good, but definitely he had the offense to be good in Tampa Bay, and he threw 30 interceptions. Yeah. But in fairness, Bruce Arians' offenses, quarterbacks are known to throw a lot of interceptions in their first even, year. Even in Brady's it. kind of doing it a little exact, bit this year. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Brady, like, even Brady's doing it. It's his first year of Arians. Last year was Winston's first year of Arians. 30 interceptions is still inexcusable, but I'm confident that he could lessen that when he, if he becomes a starter for yeah. us. All right, so um, now we'll talk a little bit about, about Tim's team, the Ravens. Uh, who, it's been an interesting start to the season for them. They're 5-1. and one. Um, their only losses to the Chiefs, who seem to be kind of like their kryptonite at this point. Yeah. The Chiefs great. just seem to own the Ravens. I don't know. I mean, Mahomes is great, obviously, but the Chiefs just seem to have their number. Um, yeah, three years in a row. Yeah. Um, but they're also a good team, and it's been mostly close games. Yeah. So you can't really fault that. It's just Mahomes is great. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, what do you think about quarterback in the league? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe him, Russell Wilson. He's right up there for sure. Yeah. Um, but um, what do you think about the moves you made today? Two very interesting moves were made today. Um, Yannick Ngakwe, you acquired him from the Minnesota Vikings. After only five games with the Vikings, he leaves Minnesota and comes to the Ravens. Yeah, Vikings are a mess, by the way. No one wants yeah. to. Shout out to Ben. Hey, ben and no one wants to be in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, cold like Minnesota. Yeah, he wants to. He wants to come home to the Southern. Yeah. Um, he wants to come back to Maryland. Um, yeah. So you make that move after only five games in Minnesota. Um, and then the other move that I saw today, I don't know if it's 100% official yet, but it looks like it's heading Probably. that way. The, G- the GM said it at a press conference. Yeah. So, so Des Bryant. Maybe at least practice squad. Des Bryant's coming to, um, is coming to Baltimore and probably the practice squad. Um, you know, that if Mike, you remember last year, Des mm-hmm. Bryant was on the Saints for a moment and then he tore his ACL. He tore his ACL. Last, day of, it, practice, last it, minute of practice. It really, and, it really sucks because, like, you know, we were all, all the Saints fans were talking about how, Man, now we for sure have the best offense in the league. No one's going to stop us. Like, Dez is going to be his old self again, especially with Drew. I mean, like, if he was good with Tony Romo, yeah. imagine how good he's yeah. going to be with Drew. And then the injury gods just said, no, <clears throat> not happening. And it was very unfortunate, but that's just how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see if he stays healthy. We'll see if he's not washed up. I mean, I, I think he's still got it, and he'll make the roster the fourth receiver because the Ravens have. 
week uh, receiver depth. I mean, yeah. Hollywood Brown's good. Andrews yeah, is good. And Duvernay, the rookie, has been good. He's yeah. a touchdown against the uh, Hollywood Chiefs. Brown's a future star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Him and them. Lamar look really like they work really and well together. I'm glad that they got Dez and not Antonio Brown just because of the personality issues. Because yeah. that was a possibility. Yeah. Because they've worked him out. And, and Gonkwe is a great uh, pass rusher. So. Yeah, that's you have to pair him with Lance Campbell again after. Yeah, know, they, they won't have to blitz as much because their secondary has been giving up a lot of plays, like yeah. against Carson Wentz and the Eagles. So they yeah. need to protect the back end because they have a lot of injuries at corner. What are you thinking going into the Steelers game? You're on your bye this week. What are you thinking yeah. going into the Steelers game next week? Well, it'll be tough, and I think it'll be a one-score game either way. But I think the Ravens will win because they have a great record after the bye. Yeah, like Harbaugh is old. Is like. 15-2 and two after buys or yeah. something stupid. Wow, so, that's really good. Yeah, yeah ridiculous. You get extra, he's a good coach, so if you give him an extra week, it's he'll pick a, you know, he'll pick a team apart. But I think the Steelers are good enough. They're going to score on anybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be... A, I think, like, both defenses will, will be pretty good. Yeah. I mean, TJ Watt's been a monster for the Steelers and a couple guys. Yeah. Too. They have a, they have Claypool. a Claypool was a great pickup yeah. by Arun in our fantasy football yeah, league, by the way. Really was. Yeah, I know that pisses you but, off. Um, yeah. I just feel better because they don't have a rest and they have to play the Titans, and I think the Titans will be physical. And yeah. They'll be more tired than the Ravens, and it's in Baltimore. So. Yeah. yeah, true. Yeah. But I think the Steelers and Ravens will split, though. Yeah, one one each. I think they're good enough. If Ben stays healthy. Did you say that one of the games is on Thanksgiving? You said one of the games is on Thanksgiving, right? Or is that? Oh, uh, that got changed because of the COVID. Okay. Stuff. So, I don't think there's. Neither is prime time, which is lame because every year at least one of them is prime time. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be prime time. Yeah. Yeah. Steel, especially when both of them are looking like they could be the could potentially knock off Kansas City. Yeah, the top team I, in the AFC. I, I think the AFC North will have at least two, and I think the Browns might even sneak in. Yeah. Even though they're not very good. I yeah, mean, there's an extra wild card They're very possible. talented, but they're not a good team. They're not, they they, they don't play well against good teams. Yeah. They, yeah, crush, they, the bad, they crush the bad teams. Yeah. Like, I'm expecting them to crush Cincinnati this week, but against good teams, they, they don't play well. They might win nine or ten games with that formula though yeah because they're yeah, they're they're yeah. Because they were yeah. horrible last year yeah all right so um, i just want to move into a little fantasy football talk because we're all in a fantasy football league together mm-hmm. shout out to the impractical league mm-hmm. um shout out to the impractical jokers for yeah, inspiring th- th- thank you shout out to sal yeah. mer joe and q the impractical jokers um so we are currently with the person who is in first place in our fantasy football uh, league yeah in tim <laughs> <laughs> and Unfortunately, the person who was in last place in our fantasy football not league. for long. Hopefully, not for long. He's playing some scrub this weekend. Yeah, um, yeah. I forgot his name though. Yeah, he's yeah, he's just some loser. And, <laughs> and, uh, that was mean. I'm sorry, Ben, and I'm sorry. Um, he's but uh, I, I hope he doesn't listen. Whatever. But um, we yeah. don't watch his TikTok. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> but um, but anyway. Um, you know, Mike, what do you think you have to do to, to you know get out of the rut you've been? Your only win was against me, so I'll say <laughs> I, I'll take the L on that. That one, was but. that was just lucky because both our teams were terrible that week. Yeah, and were you under a hundred though? I was under. He 100. was. Yeah. I was wow. barely over a hundred. One hundred one. I think it was one hundred one ninety six. Like, yeah, that's pretty bad. The horrible game. It's yeah. probably the worst game of the season. Yeah, and um, 
there's a, like shout out to Matt in the room by the way for having the best game of the oh, season. Oh, without a doubt, that was awesome. Yeah, it sucks that room lost, but congrats to Matt. Yeah, but going to my team, I was really hopeful that Michael Thomas was going to play because he's actually projected to get 19 points. Yeah, and yeah, like, if he plays, and my team, sport. I think Yahoo's kind of off with the projections because I understand. Drake is playing against Seattle, but I think he can get more than 12 points. Yeah. And I think Freeman tonight can get more than 12 points, too. Yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm hoping Freeman has a big game tonight for the Giants against the Eagles. Um, Tim, what's carried you to first place in this league? Um, oh, first, uh, year, first year in the league, too. He wasn't even in the league last year uh, or the year before. So, shout uh, out to Tim and Arun, also future guest of the podcast, also a new member. So, um, how have you done it in your first year? Oh, well, I would say a lot of it is uh, getting Russell Wilson uh, pretty, not very early because, you know, he's been better than anybody expected. Even though he's great, yeah. you know, he might be MVP. So that's helped a lot. Um, also, just uh, picking up some players at, like, the right time. Like, I started, a, like, the Cowboys tight end randomly one week, and he was decent. That was, like, a big difference. Dalton Schultz. So is yeah. that and like having to switch defenses that's helped me most weeks, not every single week, yeah. and like switching kickers all the time. But uh, I'd also say um, uh, Diggs has been huge. Yeah, yeah, like a great receiver, and I picked up um, the Jacksonville starting running back now. I oh, forget. Leonard Robinson, right? Yeah, who's been good. Yeah. So that was off waivers. So I've been. Had some good things happen there. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. had a little bit yeah. of luck, too. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens the rest of the way. I'm currently, I think my record is 3-3, three and three, so um, I'm at fifth place, so I'm hoping to turn yeah, things around. I'm playing, I'm, playing, I'm playing John this week, so I'm looking for a win there. Playoffs, so. um, yeah, we got an expanded playoff, so it should be good. Um, I just want to wrap up with a little um, NBA talk because we're all huge NBA fans. Uh, you guys are both Wizards fans. Um, I'm a Knicks fan, as everybody knows, and um, unfortunately, <laughs> but um, I, my team didn't even make the bubble. You guys made the bubble. You, you, you shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of just yeah. to be a whipping boy. You guys won <laughs> yeah. only one game. And that was because the Celtics started or benched all their yeah, starters. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, what are your thoughts overall on the bubble and how it went? I mean, I thought it was a huge success. So, what, what were you guys thinking? Like, it went, it went super well. Yeah. Like, way better than honestly I expected. Yeah. Like, I thought it was, I thought people might have, were going to get COVID and it was going to shut down. But no, um, yeah. Even when Lou Williams went to a strip club, he didn't get COVID. <laughs> so, in Atlanta, too. Yeah. True. Yeah. So, um, hey, uh, uh, it went really well. We saw some amazing playoffs, like some of the best playoff series we've seen in a while. Yeah. Like, Nuggets and Clippers was awesome. The one before that, Nuggets and Jazz, was great, too. Mm. Jamal Murray really came out on his own. Yeah. I think if he keeps up that level of play, he's easily going to be an all-star next year. Yeah. And, I, I think the Nuggets will be back, too, for sure. Yeah, the Nuggets are, they're going to be, a con- like, they're going to be a contender for a while. Yeah. Because their main core... Murray, Jokic, and Porter are all so young. The yeah. oldest is 25. Yeah. So their ceiling is incredibly high. Um, they, in all honesty, they have potential to be the next Warriors. Yeah. Like they. Wow, that's big praise. I know that's it big. is, but yeah. like, they, the Warriors, they, when they had Mark Jackson, 
I'm not saying they should change kids just because they shouldn't. Mike Malone's doing amazing. Yeah. But when they had Mark Jackson, like, they took the Spurs to six in the second round. Yeah. And the Spurs ended up winning a title, and they're like, this Warriors team's kind of good. They switched out Steve Kerr. They see their full potential. Look what happens. True. Like, they become a dynasty. I'm Like, I think the this Nuggets team has the talent to do that. Not, like, next year. Yeah. But, like, in a few years when they're all kind of entering their prime, like, I would watch out for Denver. Yeah. Yeah, I think Denver's definitely a team to watch. Um, Tim, what were your thoughts <laughs> on the bubble for uh, how it all went and everything? Yeah, I thought the bubble was great. It was like another season within a season. Yeah. And a lot of stars took off, like Tyler Hero and yeah. Luka Doncic had a great, great bubble. Um, a lot of players on the Heat, I think, will like get paid because of the bubble long term. Yeah. Whether or not they deserve it. So... Good for them, you know. The best team won. The ratings were bad. I would say that's the yeah. Only that was really disappointing. Really disappointing. To lose ratings. to the to baseball like pretty badly in ratings is kind of bad. Yeah. But I think it might have been part partially the cable channels it was on. Yeah. Because like some people might be TNT like, and stuff TNT, like that. Yeah. It's, it's whack. Yeah. Kind of watch that. Pretty much. Yeah. Like it's kind of random. It has Conan, but it's, like, yeah, not much else. Shitty. Yeah. Well, I know we're. Law and Order reruns and all that. Yeah, same stuff every day. That's the only negative, but as a fan, it was great because you want to see young players have that chance to, like, become better and be future stars. Yeah, I mean, I've seen one interesting take that I saw was I saw a lot of people say that maybe some super teams are going to come out of this this bubble just because all the teams are so close. Yeah, they're hanging out, maybe conspiring to create more super teams. Like, I don't know. But they're all millennial diva types. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they exactly. Um, they were all acting like they were back in college. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some of them acting like they were in college for the first time. Yeah. Like, like, Luke, like Luke, because yeah. he's never been to college. He played professional basketball since he was 14. Yeah, exactly. It was Man. like another time of college. Too. Yeah. Yeah, he was MVP in the EuroLeague when he was 17. Jesus. That's, That's why insane. he's so good. That's insane. Yeah, yeah he's another bright future of this league. Luka Doncic, just absolutely incredible. I love that. That but shot against Dallas. I don't think he, That shot against uh, the Clippers, excuse me, was incredible. It was. It really was. And I don't think he's going to be at this status, but he's one of those players that has, like, potential GOAT status, like a LeBron or like a Giannis. Like, yeah. I don't think he'll surpass Jordan. I'm just saying that. No, I He's one of those saying. players that has that skill set where he can become the GOAT one day, but that's almost impossible. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um... So just let's, what are our thoughts? What are you guys thinking? So we'll just wrap here, wrap it up here with the NBA talk. What are you guys thinking going into next NBA season? Like, what do you like? When do you think we're gonna get the NBA again? Like, I mean, there's no set start date. It's no, there's a lot of up in the air. I mean, I think the draft is next month, but there's a lot of questions. There's more questions than answers right now with when the NBA is gonna happen. I mean, what do you guys think? When do you think we're gonna see the NBA again? Because the thing is, is that. The reason why football didn't do a bubble is just, well, it's kind of hard to do a bubble for a full season and get players to commit to exactly. that. Exactly. Like, and so they're it's not the going to. players union, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah to exactly. They block it. So the NBA is not going to do, even though it's going to be like a 50, 60 game season, they're, yeah. they're not going to do a bubble for this thing. So we just got to hope that, um, I mean, the NFL, besides the Tennessee Titans, overall have handled COVID relatively well. I'm like, besides the Titans, the only Raiders, big, big the name. Raiders there. Just the Raiders just had an outbreak, too. I oh, really? Yeah, I actually did not four know. Four starting offensive linemen are out now. Wow, okay. I 
Then I take back what I said. I actually did not know that. Yeah, I know. Nope. I mean, it's, <laughs> they might have to play that. Crazy. Yeah. So they might just roll with it. Because the Patriots played without Cam Newton. Yeah, against the Chiefs. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're not going to wait for him. Yeah. And, and, you know, Bill Belichick won't do that. Yeah, Belichick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who knows? We could have another Rudy Gobert type moment, like where the NBA just stops again. COVID is fake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, just another moment where that just causes the league to completely pause. And who knows? I mean, I don't know when we're going to get basketball again. Yeah, man. yeah. Adam Silver himself said, like, at the earliest January. Yeah. So it sucks. And that's, like, crazy to think about. No like, NBA January. Christmas. COVID could yeah. be worse than Yeah, than exactly. Than we, don't know. we don't know what's going to happen with they, this virus. Like, I think they might do another bubble in the spring. Yeah. Just do it short again. And then just do a very the, short season. Get back on the calendar. Yeah. Finish in the summer and, like, get back on the calendar calendar wouldn't be a bad idea i wouldn't be opposed to that 2022 make it normal again. yeah when we have we've got a vaccine and everything I mean, yeah it's like everything's kind of back to normal but Unless hope, Trump's hopefully. President. that's another story <laughs> yeah sure that's a, just for another that's a whole other issue though yeah that's a whole um, other podcast that that's a whole other podcast um so before we wrap up i'll give you each one last thought on sports we'll start with you mike do you have any like final thoughts on anything sports related oh just yeah kind of like um Tim said about Marquise Brown, like, I just wanted to say, I think he's really good, and I think um, Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown can be the next, like, huge wide receiver um, quarterback duo in the NFL, like Breeze, Thomas, Ryan, Jones, uh, Big Ben, A. Brown, before he went crazy, and now, I guess, Big Ben and Claypool, like, but, yeah, I think they have potential to be, like, because I... Hollywood Brown looks great. I think they have potential to be a great, great duo for a long time. Definitely. Uh, Tim, your final thoughts? Do you have any thoughts on anything? Oh, yeah. I would just say I agree with Mike, and um, I hope the Saints win this week because I'm not – I don't really care about Carolina. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good luck to you in that game. And, Thank uh, you. Good luck to you in your game. I hate Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I despise their fans. They're pretty yeah. obnoxious. But. Yeah. You know, even, I don't care about the Ravens or the Steelers. I can't stand Steelers fans. It's yeah, so, so maybe you'll, you know, you're in Maryland. You can pull for them slightly. Yeah, true, that's true, that's true. But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed the show. It was good. Yeah, and, um, thank you guys for being on. Um, we're going to have, um, stay tuned for more guests. We've got a lot more planned. Um, you guys are welcome back anytime. And um, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah, man. no problem. It was a lot of fun. Have, uh, thank you for listening, people. One thing that I didn't get to on Monday's episode that I regret not getting to, I, I don't know why I didn't talk about it. It was on my mind. I had just heard about it before I started recording, but I just didn't get to it, and I regret it for sure, is the retirement of Mike Doc Emrick, arguably the best hockey commentator in history. Um, to me, this guy is the Vin Scully of hockey. Like He is an absolute legend, one of the best to ever do it. Um, think about all the great moments Doc's been on the call for in NHL history. I think he's called like the last 20s or so, maybe the last 15 to 20 or so Stanley Cup Finals. I can't think of the Stanley Cup Finals without Doc Emmerich. Um, a legendary voice in sports broadcasting and just a, such a humble, 
down-to-earth guy, a normal dude. Doc Emmerich was just a normal guy. I, I read that he would give advice to aspiring sportscasters and sports journalists as best he could, as much as he could. Um, he just seems like a great dude, a Pitt, big Pittsburgh Pirates fan on top of all of his work with the NHL. Um, Doc is just the man. I wish him nothing but the best in retirement and um, hope he has only 74. He's got a long life ahead of him and many great years of retirement. And, um, you know, I heard him on um, the Michael K show. I'm actually recording this this segment on Wednesday morning, and I actually heard him on the Michael K show uh, on ESPN New York yesterday on Tuesday. And uh, he just seemed like, you know, he knew it was his time to retire. He knew that 2020 was not <laughs> enough for him, I guess. Um, he had to, you know, it's interesting about Doc is he had to um, call the Stanley Cup Finals from a monitor at his home, uh, which is crazy. I mean, to think that he wasn't even in Edmonton where the Stanley Cup Finals were and that he was calling it off a monitor is makes it makes it even more impressive to me what he does did in his last year commentating. Um, and I'm sure it's a weird way to go out with the pandemic and everything, but um, Doc is a legend no matter what. No, no matter what any no pan, pandemic or no pandemic doc's a legend and um he deserves nothing but the best i will say um before i wrap this doc segment up uh i do know a lot of people rangers fan i'm a rangers fan for those of you who don't know um i also live in the dc area so i hear a lot of capitals fans also say that, that he hates the Capitals. I've heard people say, PenBC, that's what they call NBC. But Doc Emmerich, let me just make this clear. Doc Emmerich is the most unbiased commentator you can ask for. He has the same level of excitement for whether the New Jersey Devils score or the Pittsburgh Penguins score or the Washington Capitals or the New York Rangers. So Doc Emmerich is unbiased. He's, he's hockey's Vin Scully, like I said, an absolute legend in this game who was around for a long time. And um, he will be missed. One of my favorite commentators for sure. Uh, Sportscaster of the Year so many times. And uh, congratulations on a great career, Doc. We're all going to miss you. And uh, best of luck in retirement. All right. Thank you for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan. Uh, thank you. If you've listened to both episodes so far, thank you for listening to uh, both of them, I really appreciate it. Thank you uh, to Michael Edgley and Tim Clark once again for appearing on Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan. Like I said, we hope to have even more guests in the future. We've got a lot of big things planned. Um, you know, good luck to the Dodgers tonight in the Game 3 of the World Series against the Rays. Uh, I'll be rooting for them for sure. Uh, not a Tampa Bay fan, as you know. Um, hopefully the NFC East gets better. Uh, I don't. It's just a train wreck. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say on this one. Um, please go vote. Um, it's more, it's important this year more than ever. Uh, so if uh, on this sign off, I just want to remind you, I'm planning on waking up early. I have an alarm set for 6am on Monday morning. That is the day early voting starts in my state, Maryland. So uh, I'm planning to go vote as early as humanly possible. And you should too. If you've got the option, please go vote as quickly and as easily as humanly possible. Uh, that's all I have to say on this one. Uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. Have a good one, folks. I'll talk to you next time.